ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this, the second ever edition of 10 years ago. It's February, obviously, so of course back in February 2000, we got two pay-per-views. First of which, actually I don't know if these are in order, they're probably not, but I'm going to do this one first because this is the one I wanted to do. I had a choice between WCW um, Super Bowl 2000 or this one, No Way Out 2000. I, I thought I'd do this one because who wants to watch WCW from 2000? Eh! You would like me to review the WCW shows from the year 2000, and even the ECW shows I will do if you like, you know, just let me know. I'd prefer if you didn't. <laughs> WCW was so bad in 2000. Anyway, this is from the Harvard, Harvard Civic Center in Harvard, Connecticut. A crowd of 12,551 rabid fans are on board. So, in the opening contest, actually, before I go on to the opening contest, let's talk about the opening package. If you've never seen this show, go and watch it just for its opening package. If nothing else, you'll love it. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best opening packages I've ever seen, ever. Kind of Mick Foley talking about his career. It's, brilliant. it's just brilliant. Anyway, in the opening match, Chris Jericho uh, dumped the uh, Intercontinental Championship to Kurt Angle in a pretty damn good match, to be honest. Um, Angle cuts another sulky promo at the start. Now, since the Royal Rumble, Chris Jericho and China formed this like alliance, which you know, didn't really help Jericho in the slightest. But um, oddly, China you, is meant to be accompanying him to the ring in this one, accompanying Jericho, yeah. But she gets her own entrance, which is just plain bizarre. Anyway, um, quality Jericho promo at the start. We got one from Angle, but it was rubbish. But Jericho, really, Jericho really was good. He says he's got his own three eyes. He's called him an idiot, an imbecile, and an ignoramus. That was fantastic. It really was. Anyway, a uh, nice spring with Jock by Jericho. A beautiful moonstalt off the steps by Jericho. A top row Bella Spell gets two for Angle. Butterfly Blackbreaker, which is fucking gorgeous, gets two for Jericho. German Suplex by Angle. Picture perfect flying forearm gets two for Jericho. Rana is reversed into a powerbomb by Jericho. Uh, Angle reverses um, the cover into an armbar, which is just like wow. You know, it seems like pretty, pretty. It seems pretty standard these days. You know, incorporating MMA moves into a, rest, a pro wrestling match. But at this time, you know, we've seen someone reversing the cover into a perfect MMA style armbar, which is like mm, wow. Now that's interesting. Um, Walls. It's broke walls. Yeah, it was Jericho. It's broken. They're just outside. Jericho follows, right? China gets bumped. And this is the only thing she does in the match, yeah? She gets bumped into the ring steps. And you're just like, well, so what was the point of being out there? Surely, if they were going to do it like this, just that one move, why didn't she do a run-in? I, I just don't, I just don't understand it. Anyway, they go back and forth for a bit. And basically, Angle takes the belt. The IC belt into the ring with him. Jericho goes to the lion's soul and Angle gets the belt up so it lands face first. Now you just need to roll him up and gets the three. And we've got a new champion. Then, after the, well, um, Earl Hedner comes out and argues with Tim White. Like, there's a bit of a shoving going on, you know, because you know, Earl Hedner's trying to say, look, you use the belt. And Tim White's saying, fuck off, I'm the guy around it. It's quite funny. Uh, White won't overturn it. I need to point out that this out as well. Um, Kurt then celebrates for the rest of the show. The rest of the show, in between every single match, there's a little skit of Kurt celebrating. He starts with his fans, and then he's going outside. He's got a megaphone. He's shouting, you know, because he's got his two belts. He's Eurocon the Euro Continental Champion. You know, it's it's. You know, I'm not going to mention them again, but I'm just going to say they are entertaining moments. 
Anyway, I gave that much three stars. Some people I've seen giving it three and a half stars. You know, it's a good opening contest. It is, it is, it is. But then it sort of goes downhill a bit because then we got the Dudley Boys defeating the New Age Outlaws to win the WF Tag Team Titles. This was a poor, poor match. Did you know this was the last time the New Age Outlaws teamed together until they teamed up in TNA? What five years later? Maybe more. Maybe a bit. You know, something around that. The last ever time. Anyway, um. There's not really much to say on this one. Bubba uses a lead pipe on Billy Gunn's arm, and then Road Dog eats the um, a 3D for the win. And that's genuinely about it. One thing I must say is, yeah, I mentioned this to Danny Ace when we were talking online the other day, because I watched this match and then went and talked to him. And I was saying, wasn't the 3D such a good move? And what I mean by that, I'm not saying it's a bad move nowadays. What I mean is, that back in the day, Bubba Ray would run and then do the cutter. Do you remember? Nowadays he just stands and does it. But back in the day, Devon would lift them up and Bob would bounce off the ropes, come over and cut them. And it used to look so um, impressive, in my opinion. Wasn't you? Know, that was good. Anyway, that wasn't a good match at all. Neither was the next one. Mark Henry defeating Viscera. You know, who thought putting these two on a ta on a pay per view one on one would be a good move? Basically, the backstory behind this one was that Viscera had splashed Mae Young. Of course, remember, Mae Young was Mark Henry's girlfriend, 75-year-old Mae Young. Oh, dear me. Um, but yeah, Viscera splashed him, and he was, um, a splashed Mae Young, who was pregnant with Mark Henry's kid. So, of course, revenge is needed. Um... What can we say about this one? There's nothing in there, right? There's two things of note. Viscera hits a nice Samoan drop, right? Mark Henry gets the win with a body slam. And that's your lot. And of course, we all know where it led to with Mae Young being pregnant, don't we? If you don't know, you don't want to know. That was a dud. So one star and a dud. Nice. Edge and Christian then defeated the Hardy Boys in an absolutely stunning match to take the level right back up again. This was fantastic, right? But here's a question for you. Anyone notice this one though? Because I hadn't noticed. I've got it on my notes here because I hadn't noticed it before. Dudley Boys, yeah, versus New Age Owls. That's two heel teams, isn't it? So we've got Edge and Christian versus Hardy Boys. They're both face teams. Very interesting. And this one was very interestingly played out because at the start... Excuse me. Um, you had Edge and Christian. Oh, sorry, I need to point out. The APA are out at ringside because Terry had been powerbombed through a table by the Dudley boys. The a and Terry had hired out the APA so that you know, if the Dudleys came out, the APA could rough them up. Bear that in mind. Um, yeah, uh, the Hardys work as the heels at the start. They isolate Christian and work in the heel mannerisms and all that. Which work very interestingly in, in the match, though. The, Halfway through, they switch sides. Edge and Christian workers of the hills. I think that's brilliant because both of them show what they can do. Both of them show that they can work heel and face. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. There was oh, there was so many nice spots in this one. I could take all if all just all day to talk about them. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it's a four-star match in my opinion. Absolutely spec fucking tapioca. There's an amazing spot. Um, as the um, the Hardys go for a doomsday device, right? And basically, Matt come, uh, Jeff comes off the top. Sorry, Matt's got Edge on his shoulders, yeah. And Edge ducks down underneath it. So Jeff goes straight over the top of him and does the crossbody. And yeah, instead of doing the clothesline, does a crossbody onto Christian. And you're just like, my 
fucking god, it's a mark out moment. You know, this is one of those matches where you know people think of the Hardy Boys, they think of Edge and Christian until this point. Doing you, know, they've done the ladder match at, um, at No Mercy, and they've done your know, cage matches and all that. But this match was a straight up ground, you know, a straight up standard match, no gimmicks on it at all. You know, it, it was brutal. Well, actually, no, I say it was no gimmicks. I think it was the normal contendership to be honest, but I haven't got that written down. Anyway, basically, at the end of the match, Terry pulls Jeff Hardy, you know, he's on the top going for the swan time, and Terry pulls him off, and then, so he's dumped to the outside, Matt Hardy comes over, what the fuck was that, what the fuck was that, gets a slap, Christian hits the unprettier, for the three. Then, the Hardy boys get in the ring, they're all crushing into Terry, like, what the fuck, what the fuck was that, what are you doing, what the fuck, and of course, remember, I said remember it, you know, the APA are on that outside, so the moment they touch Terry, they get a whooping, and oh my god, right, Farouk almost kills Jeff Hardy, he does one of the worst dominators I've ever seen, when I say worst, I mean botched, it looks horrible, you're like, ooh, that didn't feel fun. Good match though, four stars. Then we got another Dord, unfortunately, as Taz defeated the big boss man by disqualification. This was a weak match, because it lasted a colossal, and I tell you this when I say colossal, don't you? I, I, I'm, I'm genuine when I say colossal, 50 seconds. Oh yes, that's the way. It Taz, in fact, in a great match against Kurt Angle in the opening bout of the Royal Rumble just a month before, and now he's just turned to this. Yeah, he wins by a DQ. Highlights of this match, yeah. Um, there's, there's a T-bone suplex, and that's the only decent thing we see. Albert interferes for the DQ, and then Albert, right, Albert and Bossman, they beat on Taz, right. And beating him, beating him, beating him. And then he gets up, right? Hits a couple of moves, and then gets some more beats. Beats, 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 beats. Gets up again, right? And so they give him more, 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 more beats. And until the end, Bossman gets his, his nightstick and cracks it over Taz's head. Now, I'm getting the, the impression, right, that this was meant to show that Taz is well armed. He can take that sort of beating, and he can still get up again. But the thing about the Taz character is that, that you know, he's a powerhouse. He shouldn't have to be shown that way it doesn't work in my opinion so once again that's another dud silly 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 next oh dear x-pac defeating kane in an okay no holds barred match now i could i could tell you all about this match couldn't i but i'm going to talk about something now that's something that i think needs bringing up you see when you review an old pay-per-view you can look back with hindsight, can't you? You can look back at hindsight and you can go, ah, you see. You watch something new. Because you know the future. You know, this show was 10 years ago. I know what happened in the next 10 years regarding the various storylines. So you, you watch, you, you can go back and you can watch this match and go, uh, but why? There's two bits that sprung out at this match, right? That really, that, you know, that, that really exemplify what I'm trying to say here. The first one, right, is this whole thing that started, right, because Kane had been unmasked in front of DX. We didn't see Kane's face, but the DX crew got, got, got his mask off, and they were horrified by what they saw, right? They were scared by the sight of Kane's face. Bear that in mind when you think of that in 2003, three years later, Kane was forced to unmask after losing a match against Triple H, yeah? And we saw nothing. Now, the question you've got to ask yourself, when you're watching this in hindsight, like I am, what are they scared of? You know? You sat there thinking to yourself, right, he's pulled his mask off, we know there's nothing there, and of course, they know there's nothing there, but they've got to sell it. 
you know? But you're like, but what are they filling? You know, there's literally nothing there. The second part of this is that Tori, Kane's girlfriend, turned on him and turned heel and joined up with X-Pac. Now, the reason she gave that she turned, right, was because, and I quote, Kane couldn't get it up, right? Kane couldn't get it up, even though he loved this girl, which he clearly did, because, you know, in the storylines, Kane was, you know, well attacked, you know, in love with Tori, right? So let's get this right. He couldn't get it up because of the burns on his body. He couldn't get an erection. But, years later, when he blackmails Lita into sleeping with him, oh, he can get it up then. Not only can he get it up, but he's virile enough to get Lita pregnant. And you're like... Oh, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, just just think about that for a moment. Just think about that. I mean, instead of me telling you all about the match, don't you think that's just much more interesting? You know, he can't get an erection, even though he loves her. And he's essentially raping Lisa, but he can get it up there. Mm. And of course, you know, mask came off. What can you see? Eh. Anyway, Tori got tombstoned and X-Pac's dropped the steps into Kane's face. It was a two-star match, to be fair. I just thought that was more interesting. Next, Rikishi and Too Cool defeated Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko. Eddie Guerrero, of course, would have been in this match, but he uh, dislocated his elbow uh, on his first night on the job. That's got to suck, hasn't it? Anyway, before the bell, Eddie gets in a cheap, tries to get in a cheap shot on Rikishi, but Rikishi punches him right on the elbow. That must have stung. Um... What can we say about this, right? Let me tell you. Amazingly, Scotty and Grandmaster Sexo both look great. When they were in the ring at the start, they were looking, you know, pretty damn fantastic. Um, Rikishi then gets a tag, cleans house before the Radicals start to, uh, um, they start to target, Rikishi's working with a, bro with a bad leg, yeah? So Radicals, of course, being the psychology gods that they are, start working over the injured leg. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. Massive, uh, Malinky elbow, elbow, sorry. Yeah, Scotty's going for the worm, he does the W-O, and Malenko comes in and whacks him, bam, with this elbow that makes me laugh, that has the king in stitches. That, yeah, just fucking hilarious, like, um, Rikishi then isolates, sorry, the radicals, ah, isolates Scotty. Everything they do just looks so nice. I could talk about it all day, I really could. Nice double arm suplex by uh, by Malenko, it's just mmm, mmm. Uh, after a sensitive only by the radicals, Rikishi gets the final, it's the hot tag, hits the Rikishi driver on Saturn. Um, uh, Sexay goes for the hip hop drop. That's a guillotine leg drop, if I remember rightly. Uh, that gets nothing. As uh, Benoit breaks up with a diving headache. The diving headache? What the fuck's going on with me? Diving, a diving headache by Benoit. Wee! Ooh! You get it in mid-air. Like, ooh! Headache! <laughs> uh, Rikishi Driver and the Banzai Drop get the pin on Malenko, in my opinion. The wrong team won here. Yeah, the Radicals' first appearance on pay-per-view, and they job out to Too Cool. Now, yes, we mentioned at the Royal Rumble review, did we not, that Too Cool were uber over at this time. Yes, they were, but, you know... Wrong team one. Anyway, it's a three-star match. It's solid. It's good. Like I say, Scotty and Sexy even look good against these guys. And as, as we'll discover um, in the next couple of months when we go to Backlash, Scotty and Dean put on one of the best lightweight matches you'll ever see. So, you know, stay tuned for that, eh? Big Show defeated The Rock in a not-bad match, to be honest, to become the number one contender. The crazy thing about this one, of course, is that the story I'm leading into this one is that Rock and Big Show have gone over the top rope at the Royal Rumble at the same time, right? And 
basically because of the camera angle that we saw, we never saw Rock's feet touching the floor. Big Show said, if I can provide footage of Rock's feet hitting the floor, then do I get, you know, I want a shot at Rock. When I get faces Triple H at WrestleMania or Tactics, as the case may have been. You know, tri Triple H said, yes, do it. Found in the footage. Any foot found in the footage and Rock's feet clearly hit, hit the floor. The thing is, the fans didn't care. They just weren't interested. They were like, fuck you, Big Show. We want to see The Rock at WrestleMania. End of. Anyway. So, um, beautiful photo over DDT gets two for Rock. Um, Rock Bottom is coward. They brought in the crowd. Nice power slam gets two for, um, for Slow. But then Rock... Rock connects with it. You've been waiting for me to say this for so long. God, it feels like forever since I've said it. But Rock connects with the caffeinated water of doom, which Big Cell no Big Show no sells. He no sells it. What a bastard! You want to go? Whoa, the water! Oh, I'm all revived now. But no, he just completely no sells it. Damn. Russian leg sweep gets two for the Rock. DT gets two for the Rock. Sidewalk song gets two for Big Show. Chair shot by Slow. Misses. The ref gets boom. Choke song, of course, there's no ref. Timmy Wright runs out and starts brawling again with Earl Hebner. Then, Shane McMahon comes out. He comes out to a mega pop. An absolutely huge pop. Rock uses a chair on Slow and then a Rock bomb. He goes for people's elbow, but Shane comes bouncing in with a literally flying chair shot. Enabling show to get the cover and the three. Yeah, not bad at all, but him no selling the water of death. Uh, it, could have been, it could have been a five star classic, but you know, I just can't rate a match that high if you're not going to sell one of the greatest moves that there's ever been. <laughs> and in the main event, Triple H defeating Cactus Jack to retain the WWF title in a great hell in a cell match. Now, Cactus had vowed to come off the top of the cell. And yeah, he said he was going to fly off the top, and he wasn't going to land on an announce table, he was going to land on Triple H's body. Problem with that one is that as soon as they get into the ring, you're like, mmm, yes, when the cell comes down, you're like, mmm, that door's been padlocked shut, with like 15 padlocks around it. So, that's not going to happen, is it, Jack? Anyway... Brawling to start, both inside and outside the ring. Uh, Triple H is backdropped to the outside. Jack gets a chair, but gets pushed into the uh, the um, the cell. Cactus then um, hits the um, hits the ring stones, bumps, and boom, boom. You know, there's no one else out there who does the the, the steps bump like Cactus Jack is there. Everyone else goes down onto the shoulder. Yeah, whereas Cactus Jack seems to have realised that the, you know that it just looks better if you take it with your knees and literally let your momentum flip you over. It looks awesome every time he does it, doesn't it? Uh, Triple H then launches the ring steps into Jack's face. That looks horrific. Back inside, Jack eats a vicious chair shot for two, and then Hunter gets a DDT, then a um, double arm DDT. Onto the chair gets two for Cactus Jack. Nice. <laughs> leg drop onto the chair gets uh, sorry. Russian leg sweep onto the chair gets two for Jack. Um, Jack charges at Triple H, but then a, a drop toe hold uh, a la Raven onto uh, onto the chair. Nasty stuff. And then well, Triple H gets his blade out, goes for a pedic. You can see he's got it there. And his right hand, he's walking around holding his hand. You can hold it down like that, but like that, yeah. Goes for a pedigree on the ring steps, and then but it gets catapulted into the into the into the mesh, yeah. Next shot of Triple H, well, bugger me, he's busted open. You're like, hmm, I was actually hoping I was wrong there. <laughs> anyway, Triple H then goes to um, th to use this. He goes to launch this. Uh, sorry, Jack goes to launch the steps at Triple H. Triple H misses out and you know, ducks out of the way, and these ring steps they sail into the mesh and create a great big rip 
And there's Jack Cactus Jack's way out. So, of course, he gets out. Goes for a power driver on the announcer. Well, that doesn't break. You're like, oh, dear. It doesn't break for the second month on the bounce. Triple H is like, you know, you know sorry, Cactus Jack's like, oh, you know, gets a barbed wire two by four. Triple H's face is amazing. He looks terrified. He climbs to the top of the cage. Jack follows him. He's got his barbed wire two by four. But of course, to climb up, he has to chuck it up. Bad move as Triple H grabs it, whacks him various times, rubs him in the face, whacks on his hand, Cactus Jack falls from the top of it, not the top of itself, he's hanging off, you kind of like Shawn Michaels in the first ever Hell in a Cell, bam, through the table, like, ooh, nasty. Anyway, um, Jack tries to throw some chairs up to the top and fails, finally gets one up there, he climbs up and eats wire again, Jack goes low, Triple H almost falls through the cell, right, he's on one of the corner panels and it starts to break, now if he had fallen through, he would have gone face first onto the outside, of the. You know, it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been in the ring, it would have been face first plant onto the outside, that would have been nasty, nasty stuff, Captain Jack hits a suplex, and then he signals for the power driver. As he goes for the power driver, though, Triple H reverses it, launches him over the back. Oh, sorry, I've missed a bit. I'm very, very sorry because, of course, the the two by four out there. After he'd done the suplex, yeah, he sets the two by four on fire. Jack does. Oh, sport the shot. Yeah, like, the anticipation. You can feel it building the arena. Like, oh yes, come on, do it. But he hits, he hits Triple H with the work, the weakest shot he could do. It wasn't a wham. It was sort of a eh. It was, mm. anyway, yeah, then, like I say, goes to the power driver, Triple H reverses it, so he back, basically gets back body dropped through the cage, down onto the ring, which fortunately has been given to break the fall. Still, looks a nasty, nasty shot, though. <sighs> Triple H doesn't go for the cover because Jack starts to stir, and you can't believe it. Like, my God, Jack actually might win this match, but no, Triple H is a ruthless, ruthless bastard. Kick one pedigree, one, two, three. Now, the thing about this match is it's a four star, definitely better than the Mankind of the Sacred One, and it probably still remains the second best Hell in a Cell match that there's ever been, in my opinion. The problem is with it, it's emotional. It really sucks you in with the emotions, yeah? It really makes you feel like you want Cactus Jack to win. The problem is that two weeks later, Cactus Jack was unretired again and getting you know, ready, ready to main event Mick Foley, you know, Mick, main, main event WrestleMania as Mick Foley, right? And, of course, it's like, again, the benefit of hindsight, Mick Foley's returned a million times now, was, you know, TNA champion last year, you know, it's, you caught up in the emotion on the night, watching it, like, my God, yeah, this, either Cactus wins the championship, or he's going to retire, whereas, you know, retirement, there's no such thing in retirement as pro wrestling, a retirement angle just doesn't work anymore. It's a good show, it's not as good as Rumble, I, I can't, you know, so, I mean, you're looking probably at something like seven and a half, you know, there's a couple of really poor matches on it. Fortunately, though, the good matches really bolster it back up to a decent level. This was a good show. I enjoyed it a lot. I hope you've enjoyed it too. And like I say, if you'd like me to do the WCW shows, let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll get on it. Obviously, we won't be able to do Sold Out, but from what I've heard, that was one of the worst shows there's ever been. Ha <laughs> ha! So, yeah. Uh, let me know what you think down here. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. I'll be back in March for part of part three. Unless you want me to do the WCW one. If you don't, I'll be back in March for WrestleMania 2000. Hope you enjoy it. Take it easy.